1: Welcome, 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 Backpacking and Blisters family. This is Derek Somerville, and alongside me today is the only man I've ever seen use a stick of deodorant as a shaving cream as he plastered it onto his face. <laughs> this is this is post using it off on the armpits, and then he decided. So I don't know what that was about, but welcome. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm Carl
2: Mandrella. By the way, you didn't mention that. But that's okay. Oh, this is. <laughs> that's right. People know, man. People know. know. Well, hopefully, but uh, yeah, I don't. Is that backpacking related? Like, am I shaving while on the trail? Is that what you're getting at there? Uh, I wouldn't put it past
1: you. You know, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think it maybe I've never, maybe I know you just like to go beard mode, but uh, it's yeah. We have documented footage. I gotta I gotta dig it up though. But uh, maybe it was. I think it was in your <laughs> early early years. Probably, probably, probably. And
2: with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who once came across two talking rocks when he was out hiking. <laughs> One was big but shy; the other was a little bolder.
1: Wow! Wow! Do you Google? Do you Google these jokes, Maybe. or do you just come up with them? Maybe that was really that, was, that was good. Right. I'm proud of you, Derek Somerville. All right, Carell, Carell, Carell Mandroli, uh, we have an episode today do we we not we got some tidbits first though let's
2: tidbit it up tidbit me couple of tidbits all right so the first one is we are going to be releasing in the next week or so i'm hoping some videos on our youtube channel Mm. and they're gonna be kind of like these like mini weekly episodes i don't know the best way to describe them other than that they should be entertaining they should give you a backpacking fix you know for those of you that do most of your backpacking during the spring summer fall true and yeah they're they're just they're fun we didn't i don't think we're making a documentary this year so we just kind of just took what we had from last year's footage previous year's footage and we're just putting together some some videos that i think are going to be entertaining true and yeah so we'll put it out there and i'll probably have a separate announcement that on that but that's that's coming up Mm -hmm. um you can still check out the one from last year the documentary we have july is here i think most. Or a lot of people have already checked that out, but that's out there as well. Indeed. So Exc- exciting stuff. Exciting. Yeah. All right. Other tidbit is we have another MP3 this week, and this is a really good one from a man named Steve. Yes. And he kind of just created his own, like, mini backpacking and blisters episode MP3 statement and question, which was just, like, both honoring and awesome. And we'll put that towards the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that.
1: Okay, that's all I got. That's all you got. That's all we need. That's all we need because today's episode is 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 gonna be awesome. This is
2: gonna be this awesome. This is big time. This is big time. So I think we got to start off with Derek. What are the Darwin Awards like? The real ones?
1: So the Darwin Awards are basically like really, stu- really just dumb ways that people would die. You know, like there's there's you think of somebody dying, and you're like, oh wow, that really stinks. But then there's ways that people die, and you're like, how did this person? do this and why would they do this um so we're going to talk about some of those things that happened today right um some of our darwin awards are, are 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 backpack related so they may not involve death necessarily i have one that does but i think it's very appropriate so uh i don't know what yours involve i have not heard yours so i don't know yours
2: well i wanted to back up i actually wanted to still talk about what the what the actual darwin awards were
1: and then oh we you want to uh, yeah elaborate my friend elaborate from
2: from the from their website they want to honor charles darwin it says we commemorate those who improve our gene pool by removing themselves from it in the most spectacular way possible and <laughs> and so it's basically like social darwinism where it's like survival of the fittest and the people that are not surviving are not the fittest because they mm. like according to them they have like these really dumb ways of dying which it sounds like you are on board with. I didn't want to quite go down the, that path of morbidity with that because I feel like, yeah, there's definitely people that have died in silly ways, but I don't know if that's worth like making fun of.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of this. I mean, I, it, it is ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. But this is something that definitely applies to backpacking. I think we all okay. would agree is, yeah, you know, in relation to what we all love to do. Okay, well.
2: Just quick references to the Darwin website. There's a couple on there that are, I don't know if they're backpacking related they're outdoor related. Mm. Just to give you an idea of like what they post. So there was a guy who, who found a wounded bear or he thought it was a pretty wounded bear, like on its last legs in India and decided to take a selfie with it, like on the side of the road. And then of course the bear attacked him and he died. Um, There were four people in the Czech Republic who went geocaching in a drainage tunnel amidst warnings of a torrential rain or like a downpour that was going to happen and then two of them two of the four drown and so yeah like obviously they're not making wise decisions um, True, but but you know what we don't always make wise decisions and oftentimes our wise decisions just you know they can lead to injury they can lead to discomfort they don't always lead to death though
1: that's true that's true
2: so anyway, so it sounds like you still want to talk about death, though, because because one of yours... I
1: think you're nervous about is it. death-related. It's not... A little bit. Yeah, that's okay.
2: Because I, do, I don't... I'm just not comfortable making fun of people's deaths. What? Like, if I die doing something dumb, then I'm okay with that, but I think other people really have a
1: hard time... Well, I'm not going to mention the guy's name, and number two, this is something that you guys... Mm-hmm. I, let, let's just... you got to trust me on this one, okay? I know you're a little nervous. Okay. It's going to be okay. Well, let
2: me do the Bible verse, then, and then this can kind of clear it a little bit up. Fair enough. Because if you think about like the Bible and some of our Bible heroes, like they didn't always make the best decisions, right? So the one that I chose was uh, Peter. So this is from Luke chapter twenty-two, verses fifty-four through fifty-seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they seized him, referring to Jesus, and led him away, bring him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire. In the middle of the courtyard and sat down to get together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. Mm. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And this was, of course, the first of his three denials of Jesus. Correct. Which is just ridiculous. Many of the Bible heroes made horrific mistakes, and we who are far from heroic, especially like on the Bible level are definitely prone to making many of our own mistakes. And so just, just to point that out, that was, that was the example I have in the That was a good
1: one. That was a good one. Yeah. So there you
2: go. Okay. All right. So so kind of along those lines, Derek, I, I figured before we start like casting judgment on other mm. people and um, kind of making fun of them, I figured we should probably make fun of ourselves
1: first. Uh, I'm always up for that. That sounds fun.
2: Okay. Yeah. Do you have something that you have done that could qualify as like a a darwin award type
1: of action uh
3: like like
2: our version the the backpacking and blisters darwin awards the non obviously the non-death related
1: ones well the first thing that comes to mind is me trying to dry my socks off and my shoes by the fire and setting them slightly ablaze uh
2: and that's a good one yeah that's one that actually had listed for you so that that one that one counts for sure. <laughs> I love that I love that you
1: listed some of my stupidities.
2: I think I think nice. mine, mine's worse though. So I, I I don't know. Okay. So you weren't here for either of these. One happened before you arrived on our, our last July's trip, and that's where um this is kind of the same category, but yeah, like we, we had a bear in camp and so I I kinda of chased it down to get it on, on video for for one of the, our buddies. And then a later trip in the Tetons, I, I kinda of did the same thing with a moose. So Mm. Kind of me getting a little a little too aggressive with the animals, and okay. that'll okay. actually be one of the videos we release later. So some more on that later. But um, well done. I definitely think yeah those those can qualify as our own version of Darwin Awards for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Lots. But of before that. you know, before we get to our list though, I actually yeah. posted on Facebook a like I just wanted to get people's stories of what they encounter, what they what they experience that might qualify as Darwin Awards. Yeah. And I and I have five. That I'm gonna to pose to you Derek okay and I want you to determine are these like backpacking and blisters Darwin worthy or not all right okay go for it okay so these these aren't going to make our top three these are just what people posted so okay I've got one from Steve B who went hiking in the Grand Canyon with somebody this is years ago okay. and the person he went with brought canned goods like spaghettios, Teva sandals and ended up with an 80 pound pack
1: Wow. That's okay. Wow. Darwin they or not? Oh, I feel like that's on the border of Darwin. That's like pushing. I mean, there's. I know there's just gnarly people like that that like to do that, but that's right. Know, to me, that's on the border. But that's me. Okay,
2: I, I feel like we've all been there in our early days. so I don't know if I'd go. I don't know so that's fully. To, yeah, I don't know if that's fully Darwin. Okay, next one. Cool. Uh, a gentleman named Mark S went on a point-to-point hike. Not sure where. And a buddy shuttled a car to the finish line trailhead and mark's buddy left his keys locked inside the car Mm. and so they had to hike 17 miles back to the start i i assume on the road i I assume they didn't just go right back on the trail to
1: kind of i get 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 a car that works huh um i want to say darwin on that because i feel like if i hiked all that way i mean it was just 17 miles that was it 17 miles back. I don't know how... F- he didn't give me any further information. So that's like another... Well, I don't know how fast right. they were going, but if, if if you pound that out in a day, that'd be one thing, but if you're going to take another two days or yep. whatever, is it worth it for me just to break a window and just get mm. the keys? I mean, I, I mean, I have a hide-a-key on my yep. car, and it, uh, my older car, so that takes care of that, but if I didn't have that, would I... I think I'd just break the window. I mean i don't know i don't know how would you break it like your fist i mean i'm pretty buff i don't know okay. i just i don't know there's things there, there there are these new things that just came out um they're they're uh they're called rocks and uh okay oh you met two of
2: them on the trail guess, so yeah. you could you yeah
1: exactly which one did you choose the, the shy one or the boulder? well the ones? shy one didn't want to do it so the little boulder okay. you know he uh he made the effort okay he rolled right up gotcha. there and took care of business so i think i would probably right. i don't know i debate I would debate breaking a window just paying a fee if 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 I yeah. meant like walking back two days worth it's just I don't know did I bring enough food I don't know if I don't well if it's on the road seventeen flat
2: miles I assume would be not, that's, one
1: long that's a good day
2: yeah at, at the end of the trip you're kind of tired I, I was kind of wondering like is this remote' Because, like could you just like hitchhike or could you hmm. what would you do like, I assume there's they're out they're of cell phone service
1: I, I guess I, I don't know if I'd break the window. Depends on what if you broke situation. Like, I, what if you broke like the you know how some cars have that little small triangular window in addition to the big yeah. window? I mean, could I just do that and stick my arm in? Maybe I could. I would do that. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Well,
2: I like that you're thinking of solutions instead of this. And yeah, they they went they just hiked back. I, yeah, we don't have enough in- information to know how remote they were. I assume cell phones hmm. weren't out of range. All that yeah. stuff. Okay. Next one. Okay. Next one. So Ian F uh, passed a couple campsites where. The bear bag, not the Ursac, okay. was hanging
1: over the people's tents. <laughs> That's like automatic Darwin. I don't know. I don't know why that yeah. It must been like a real Darwin list.
2: Well, then I would qualify because my very first backpacking trip, granted I was not in charge, um, we <laughs> rolled in we rolled into the campsite and there were bears there. So we knew we were gonna get wow. bear activity and the guy that was in charge was like, Let's hang it. Like, let's hang, let's put the tent beneath the two trees that were hanging the food. We got one sack oh. on each tree, one sack hanging over a what? tent. So, yeah.
1: I feel like that's just common sense, uh, though. Like,
2: I didn't, no- nothing registered in your mind? You're like, mm. I was a novice and trusted, this guy wow. seemed like he knew what he's doing. So, there you go. Okay. That's another word for oh. me. Okay. Robin M. encountered some folks who were, like, the stereotypical, like, anti-hikers. Like... Jeans, mm. nothing waterproof in a weather area that had like fickle weather. No yep. headlamp, no map, and they ended up, I guess, kind of. Wow. I don't think they got lost, or whatever. But they ended up hiking into the dark, and they only brought a cell phone. That's all they had is a, their flashlight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Darwin, Darwin, come on, okay, je- okay. Je- when you said jeans, I said I'm thinking Darwin. Yeah. I'm honest, well, I mean, honestly, I think again,
2: I think it'll, I think this is something that you know. Yeah the novice is gonna gonna have some a little if more... it, look
1: if it's if it's a day hike i you can get away with the jeans but okay. if it's like you know come on if you're backpacking back there what do you do what, what's going on with that come on you're better than that this yeah this is, i think it's a day hikers but all right, last one okay, from from sorry. facebook uh kurt g encountered
2: some college kids backpacking in glacier national park and Ooh. they had a coleman two burner camping stove a half gallon of white gas and each of them had like gallon milk jugs full of water
1: epic yeah they're in college college they're kids, in college 20 yeah. that makes sense i mean that's that's par for the course though if you're in college i mean you do stuff like that yeah it doesn't low budget. you know was it uh i mean how many guys were there i mean i could see guys doing that i mean yeah, i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> they,
2: they said he said some college because he didn't specify guys but it does sound like guys Let's be
1: honest. If I have to like, if I have to give them a Darwin Award, I feel like I have to give the what was it we were talking about that one episode, the magic box or the the uh, somebody's carrying an ice chest out to the middle of the trail, oh, and leaving right. drinks. Oh, for people. the uh, trail magic. Trail magic. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So that would I don't know. I mean, do I put that guy in the same boat? No, because he's doing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think that's Darwin worthy either one. Okay.
2: That's me. I feel like I feel like going through this list helps us get a standard of what kind of where your list might go. So what, like, we're going to come up with, like, our our top three Mm. where, like, they're kind of increasingly bigger offenders. So what, like, how did you determine, um, what was your criteria, I guess, for, like, the increasing level of Darwinism on your
1: list? I think the, okay, so there were, the factors that I had were, there were the increasing self-danger, I think, Was a factor. I think the the factor of of standard. I think there's a there's a level of like standard preparedness for for. Hey, I'm going outside. I'm going to be spending a lot of time outside. Mm. These are basic things that I need to just be prepared for. A B C kind of thing. So uh, this is not including like you know. Oh, I had the lightweight this and the schnazzy knew that and all that. This is just basic stuff that you should be including in any trip in the outdoors
2: so yours is more like kind of self-reflective like kind of like based upon their individual experience my criteria is more like what could cause the most damage Mm. and so Mm. like kind of external damage which is fine that's okay that's really
1: cool okay all right so what was your third place darwin award third place darwin uh was okay there was a there was a story about uh pants and toilet paper i'm gonna get my bathroom went out of the way early <laughs> since i know that shucker. i know it's expected i'm sure you have one in there too at some point uh so <laughs> let me give you a little synopsis it says this this, this is the okay. guy's basic summary it says the first time i ever went backpacking was a 38 mile loop in the smoky mountains okay. national park i had no idea what kind nice. of clothes to wear so i wore a pair of black dickies work pants it rained for okay. f- it rained four out of five days they became so hot and wet, I had to cut them into shorts. Then I also forgot... That's fine. Yeah, I also forgot toilet paper on this trip and had to use the cut off <laughs> pieces of pants <laughs> as toilet paper. <laughs> Let me just clarify. You know, it's it's not the toilet paper that I'm bothered by. Like, I don't even bring toilet paper. So I'm not going to dock the guy for, oh, I forgot my toilet paper. I'm going to dock okay. the guy for using his own cut up pants as toilet toilet paper i think i mean first of all the dicky pants let's i mean yeah i don't even have to say about that he's new so he's his first backpack trip it is but it's a 38 mile loop that's a long way i think i don't know i'm I'm guessing he has he ever backpacked at all no because this is his first time he ever went but he has to know if he wears dickies all the time that he's you know you're gonna get hot Walking around in those suckers. Yeah. I, I give him a point for like ingenuity of cutting him up and and cooling down, and then yeah. you know that that's great. I think that was great, but I think it was just funny that uh, he used his own cut off parts of the pants as to- as toilet paper. Because <laughs> I'm like, is what?
2: that is that Darwin worthy or is that just like a lot of ingenuity?
1: I feel like it's it's. It's semi ingenuity. I I like the ingenuity of cutting the <laughs> pants, okay? Cuz I've gone jack okay. I've gone jacket for pants, but mm-hmm. there's other things in nature that you can use for toilet paper that you can you can then bury or leave in nature. You don't have to take but you're going to you can't leave your pant leg cutoffs in nature you know so you got to like carry your poop around with you for 38 miles now to me so here's what yeah here's why i think this might be darwin worthy is because i think he probably did leave it out there
2: like he tried to bury it maybe or something an animal probably dug it up so now there's like pooey like you know pooey dicky pants yeah
1: pooey pant legs that's the darwin part um because i I, hopefully he didn't leave it out there but if he did it's if he didn't then you're carrying around your poop pants the rest of the trip which like you know where to go okay Okay, yeah. that's a good one. Okay, that's a good one. And so this this story was given to us by uh, a person named Wankles, uh, uh, and they were on the Appalachian Trail. Okay, so thank you, Wankles. I appreciate your honesty. All right, so my
2: third place one is actually one that I personally experienced, but am not mm. the cause of. So I don't know if i told the story on the podcast, but if I did, it's like forever ago. I went backpacking. We had a group, but one of the members of the group was a backpacking instructor. Like she had that as a summer job. And when we showed up, she had like her pack was 80 pounds and she had all this crazy like ice anchors and just crazy stuff for, for, I don't know what she was expecting. And I basically said, no, like you got to take it off. Like she, you know, even though she's a backpacking instructor, we had some pretty fit guys. And so I just knew she wasn't going to, she's going to struggle heaping up as it was. And so she was just yep. way overpacked, okay? So we made her pick, take all the gear off and then we drive into Yosemite Valley and we get to the trailhead and we are mm-hmm. about to start the hike and she's like I don't have shoes. <laughs> like she she'd like way overpacked but not <laughs> actually brought her backpacking shoes. Well, what is,
1: so she just had like regular tennis shoes? She was wearing flip-flops like oh, in the car. Oh wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. And so like we talked about forgetting sleeping bags, but we also talked about how we've made do without a sleeping bag. True, can't make do without the shoes. Like that was a big deal, and so I think I think this is the Darwin War because she's a backpacking instructor. Her name was Kelly, and she was super nice. And thankfully, Yosemite Valley actually had like they have a gear a gear store there, so we actually just right. went and got some new shoes, which of course caused blisters because they're brand new, of course, out of the box. Yeah, but but she toughed it out. So so the toughing it out part was good forgetting the shoes after like way overpacking
1: that's funny it was ridiculous that's yeah. funny yeah nice okay so, so there you go i like that that was good um my number okay. two second place th- my second place story uh we call this story this is by uh mr unger and uh it was this is <laughs> uh, on the pacific coast trail Slash the Pacific Crest Trail. Well, he has some credentials. He's done like the Pacific Coast Trail or P- Pacific Crest Trail and the John Muir Trail, okay. and anyway, so the and the Appalachian Trail. This is called from Kmart to Trailhead. So mm, this story I know where in, this is going. Yeah, this. <laughs> so this story <laughs> involves a group of three buddies in the Sawtooths. They, they were in the Sawtooths of Idaho. Uh, brand new okay. tent in the box from Kmart, and they brought it on nice. the trip. Um, but once they get there, they realize, oh, no, there's no rainfly on the tent. Mm. and and <laughs> That's it, weird. You know, Even some of those cheapos have rainflies. That's weird. I know. Normally, they do. Uh, also, the box said it was a four-person tent. It turned out to just be a two-person tent. So, <laughs> okay. super miserable experience. Obviously, they're cooped up in a tent for f- two with four, and they had to sleep with no, with no rainfly. So, rainfly. a couple of the guys got out of the tent, and they stayed... They slept under branches and they said they stayed mostly dry, but they were really, really cold. It was just like a lousy, right. lousy trip. So obviously to me, I think, you know, when you're going to Kmart and you're checking for gear like of that magnitude, like a tent, Darwin, I'm sorry, it was just Darwin. I mean, okay, I don't know. That's so something... prepared. So that's kind of similar
2: to mine. Yours, yours is just with it with a tent and this with a tent. A but it affects like chinsy-er. the whole group,
1: you know. Like you're buying something for the whole group. That's true. So that to me is a little bit more dangerous, you know. Like you, you get out there and you like break the tent out, and then you're like, oh, this has no rainfly, and two of us fit in here, or maybe three. Right.
2: Okay. And with my criteria of causing damage, my my third place one was simply like it took us, you know, an extra hour or so, so we just delayed our trip by an hour. So that wasn't like. It wasn't horrible. Major damage. Yours, I, I know you weren't. That wasn't your criteria, but yours, yours, yeah, caused some a little more suffering for sure. My second place one also involves a tent, and this is by somebody whose trail name is Flame, which has nothing to do with the story um, as far as the flame part goes. But Flame. Anyway, I can I can, like can kind of see you doing this, Derek. So probably you you tell me this is this involves extreme laziness, like this. Part, we <laughs> talked about how like. <laughs> Here we go. We've talked about how it's really tough to get out of the tent at five in the morning when you got to go to pee. pee really bad, right? It really is. Yeah. And you said you're willing to do it, and I said I'm just going to hold it. So I guess maybe this is probably, probably <laughs> important. <is> <laughs> I, I got up in the
1: middle of Antarctica, so Yeah. Okay. So That's maybe true. this That's is this true. is you. Okay.
2: His solution was to simply um, stay in the tent and pee into a Ziploc bag, and so. <laughs> He successfully does it, like he does it, and he seals it up, no problem. Mm. But then I guess he has to go again, and in unsealing the bag, and then trying to go again, <laughs> he just spills it everywhere. <laughs> yes. And so he great. soaks both his tent and his sleeping bag with pee, mm. which I think causes more damage that and possibly more suffering. Amazing. How did he clean up the yeah. pee?
1: What did he What did he do to clean up the pee?
2: We Can didn't eat. get the second part of that story, but I think trip over at that point.
1: <laughs> oh, my god! Like, I mean,
2: I guess you could wash it, you know, using some stream water, lake water, whatever, and then hopefully, oh. you know, if it's a synthetic, dry it out fast if it's warm enough. But um, it's still going to smell. Like, let's be honest. It's, still it's pee.
1: Smell. Yeah. Pee is, yeah. you know, powerful. Yeah.
2: So, I, I included a bathroom one just for you. So, there you go.
1: Wow. Way to go, flame. Definitely put that flame out. That's for sure. Okay. All right. So, first place. is This has got to be good. This is a story about a gentleman named Zayim Khalis. Okay. Like and this was, in, this was in January of 2018, so exactly one year ago. Gotcha. And unfortunately, this guy did not make it out. Uh, what happened was he was riding his motorcycle um, through the, the hillsides of Malaysia. <laughs> and uh, as he was riding along the road, he saw himself a 12-foot python on the side of the road. And he's oh like, that's goodness. amazing. Oh, my goodness. I love this. Is, this is awesome. So right. what he did was he he, he went home. Because it was nearby, apparently, he went home and he's like told his sister, he's like, "I'm gonna capture. I'm just gonna grab this snake. I'm gonna drive it back home and I'm gonna sell this thing because we can get some big money for this thing." Yeah. So he left with a pair of glo- he left with a pair of gloves. He got a sickle and then he like took off back a uh, up a sickle. This is Malaysia. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So he goes back up the road. He's like, "I'm gonna get this snake." He was later found dead on the side of the road. And what happened was. Uh, he had grabbed the snake by the head, and he was holding it by the head, which, you know, is what you're supposed to do. But okay. as he was driving, this is a 12-foot snake, so the snake wrapped himself around the guy and strangled him while he was driving the motorcycle. <laughs> and you know, he ended up just falling over on the side of the road. Yeah. So I was that, like, that that's stinks. But, yeah. you know, that's a dangerous uh, ploy, you know, just to grab a snake and drive around right. with it on a motorcycle. So, yeah. you know. Beware! If you guys see wildlife, don't pick it up and drive yeah, home with it for sure. Are we still doing a backpacking Noted. related podcast? Is, is that a, is that a motorcycle story? That was a wildlife uh, slash city story. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> do you want to
2: backpack? I got all, I all these backpacking, backpacking, backpacking stories, and you're like a guy is driving a motorcycle around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll do.
2: I a I agree. Background. I agree that that is an unfortunate event, and that based on your criteria, I suppose that 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 definitely caused the most like self inflicted damage for sure. Okay, so this one might be a little bit close to home here, Derek. So, oh, all right, yeah, all right. I'm gonna just talk hypothetically, like, let's just pretend there's a guy named, uh, Derek Fireshoes, And <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he's an expert at, at campfires. Mm, okay. Mm. Let's just say that, you know what, but we also know as, as he was kind of accused before of possibly being a little bit on the lazy side. And so once that fire is going, like his camp chores are done, right so he's not going to do much more beyond that <laughs> so lo and behold another gentleman decides i will be in charge of putting out the fire
1: mm. Mm. and
2: so this gentleman uh, is not as much of an expert as Derek fire shoes and the defi- like pours water on the fire like seemingly mm. does his due diligence yeah but, but what, one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't separate the wood out, so the wood is still, like, touching, okay? Mm. So it seems like the fire's out, mm. and everybody goes to bed, all right? Mm. And yeah. uh, in the middle of the night, there's another, like, hypothetical character, we'll call him, like, Carl Frequently Bothered in the Middle of the Night, and <laughs> he's so like, true. what is that sound in the middle? Like, what is going on out there? And there's, a, like, a ghost campfire. Like, there's a campfire going, and nobody is tending to it. The fire mm. essentially like relit itself and was like going in the middle of the night as mm. if people were sitting around it, but nobody was sitting around it. so so this guy had to get up and like put it out completely in the middle of the night. Like the potential danger, the potential damage that could have caused the forest fire was just I, who, who, I don't even want to think about that. so wow, um, well, I, I' I'm, don't gonna know say, I'm were, not going to say when this happened. Or mm. like how long ago this happened, Indeed. but these hypothetical characters.
1: Yeah, it's just funny you mentioned that story because there was uh, uh, more to that story. I don't know if you read the rest of it on the pamphlet you found, but uh, okay, there were two other characters in that story that maybe you know maybe you went to bed early and you were you know sleeping and not working. There were two other characters in this story. Uh, I won't name them who they are. However, okay. um, you know I am in charge of starting the fire. They were excited to put this fire out (laughs) with their god-given fluids uh and so they were like don't worry about it we got it we're gonna take care of it um and so they were gonna pee on the fire and whatever so i not me but derek fire shoes uh i think went to bed thinking all is well (laughs) his campmates have solved this this fire issue and then lo and behold carl everything bothers me while i sleep got up and uh Discovered that it was still <laughs> discovered that it was still burning.
2: And lo and behold, it was like it was. <laughs> Everything bothers me when I sleep. There's a fire going outside the Carl, tent. Carl, I thought, and what's bothering me? Like, like I'm so irritable so, that there's a fire so going. Carl like, and
1: Derek, <laughs> we heard a dog barking in the distance, but nobody else did. Got up and. <laughs> you know we eventually got this fire out but it was like it was a tough fire to get out because yeah you're right they these guys did not separate yeah. the wood and handle it properly so you know uh lesson learned for Derek okay. Fireshoes he's got to obviously do everything when it comes to the fire so
2: <laughs> I think lots of lessons learned there and I think that um like we're laughing about it now but that like legit it was been- a long
1: time though and it had like literally reflamed after all that yeah Full,
2: full fire. So, so who, so who earns the Darwin Award on this one with all these different characters involved? I am simply going to say, you know what the listeners can decide, but not me. I'll just say not me. (laughs) It never is. (laughs) Never. is. Anyway, I felt a little bit nervous sharing that story because it does reveal that there is quite the, um, level of incompetence that might occur in a potentially experienced backpacking group. But you know what? You just got to come clean sometimes. And, you gotta, and kind of yeah. own it. So there you go. That True. is my True. number
1: one. Well played. Okay. And uh, I'm proud of okay. you. That's good.
2: So let's hear from somebody who's a little more experienced and who is probably wiser on the trail. Let's hear Steve's MP3 and see what he has for us.
3: I feel the need, the need for speed. Hello, hello, hello. This is Steve calling in from Parker, Colorado, to Carl Mandrielli and Derek Somerville, two men who believe it's not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. All right, guys, and I want to let you in on a little venture that I'm trying to do this summer. I'm going for my PBS KT, personal best, Solo known time. I've got a bunch of personal bests out there. I've made it through the storms. I've made long mile days. I've made it through some uh, pretty scary situations. And for this summer, I'm going for a solo outing um, for four and a half, maybe five days on the Colorado Trail. I'm getting dropped off at the uh, start in at Waterton Canyon. And I'm going to be heading southbound. And I'm shooting for Tennessee Pass, which is, I believe, it's over 100 miles. It's like 120, 125, somewhere in there. Those sections I've already hiked um, with uh, one of my sons. And this time I'm going light and I'm going for uh, mileage in a short amount of time. So that's personal best solo known time. I'd like to know when you guys... Get back into your hiking resume. What is your personal best? Or what are you looking at doing, you know, in the next year or two to create one of your personal bests out there? Do you even have one? I know a lot of people just like to go out and go hiking. I like to shoot for miles um, when I can. And I like to go solo, you know, outside of a group setting every now and then. But uh, what's your personal best? What are you most proud about when, when you look back at your hiking resume and also just a shout out to you guys on the podcast it's funcational as I said before awesome podcast and uh, I love how it hits my feed every uh, Friday uh, right when I go to put the pack on and uh, head out to go do some uh, miles around the lake Um, that's awesome all right guys thanks again and I appreciate it
2: Steve, that was awesome, man. Thank you so much for, like I said, for honoring us with like a mini episode, an episode within an episode. That was really cool.
1: Yeah. Steve, um, basically super creative. I was stoked on that one. Yeah. And uh, I like the uh, I like the shout out to the B&B boys. So that was, that was thoughtful of you. Thank you, sir.
2: For sure. So let's talk about his, his goals. He has like, I forget how he said it, a fastest known time, but it's like personal fastest known time. He's trying to set a record for, for himself. On the Colorado Trail. He's he's from Parker. That's actually not too far away from where I live. It's like
1: twenty five minutes away. So mm, I, I I sense a day hike coming for you guys. Maybe soon. You never know. You, never see, you know. you know what, Steve. Steve could be a. He's got that podcast kind of tone. You know. Maybe he could do a podcast during this personal bus. He is
2: qualified for being a guest host. So we'll see if that. Yeah. Yes. If his name gets pulled from the hat, but well paid. anyway, where I was going with that was, what if like. Because the Colorado Trail is also really close to me, what if I just like saw him out there and then I just hiked next to him the whole time? Would that wreck his record?
1: Mm, that, well, yeah. That wouldn't be very was, nice to me, would it? No, that would that would be like a waste of an entire trip right. planned, thanks to you. Just stay away, dude. Just, yeah. just <laughs> stay away.
2: Just. I have a feeling he'd be going faster than me anyway. But, um, okay, so he asked a question about kind of like, yeah, like kind of our goals in terms of just if we have any kind of challenges or goals we have this year, which I think is a really good lead into our next podcast where either our next one or the one after that, where we're going to actually talk about some of that with, with like legit the fastest known time. And we're hoping to have mm. um, the guy who's in charge of that website and he's got his own podcast now, his name is buzz have him on to mm. talk about that stuff. But I guess my short answer to his question on your behalf, Derek, is no, you don't have any goals and you don't want to go very
1: fast. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh just call me John Muir Jr., buddy. No, I th- <laughs> for me, I think, yeah, I'm you're this is where we kind of, you know, the fork in the road is for you and I. Cause you are you like the miles. You like the like, let's get her done. And I'm I'm right. I'm not about that. I'm not like, I gotta get done as fast as I can, I gotta log in the mile. That's just not that just doesn't appeal to me, um, but it appeals to you, and then that's fine. Sort um, of,
2: not not the way you're describing it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we all have our thing, but I think for me, it's it's not something I really like want to do. So, right, um, I don't really have any goals for that. But you, I mean, what's your? You got something going on there, buddy? You you said you might do a trip where you try to do that. So
2: I like to do that. I, I like to do the miles and I like challenges. I so I definitely connect with Steve on that regard. I don't know that I need to like in general. I don't need that. I need to get like a fastest time I'm not always like timing myself and I don't I don't even bring a watch when I'm you know when I'm out backpacking. So that being said, I am intrigued by this whole fastest known time thing. So I'll elaborate more on this later in a later podcast, but kind of short answer for that is myself and a couple other guys, we're going to actually go after a fastest known time this year, kind of aside from the from our typical backpacking trips. We're just going to yeah, we're just going to go after like a yeah, we'll we'll describe more later but yeah so thanks for throwing that out there that's like i said a good lead-in for our next episode and we'll talk about whether that's and and derek will have his two cents on whether this is appropriate or not or whether we are just simply missing stuff because we're going too fast i'll let you know
1: trust me i will not hold back
2: but yeah good question yeah nice job steve it's time for trivia Derek. it is i'm ready bring it on buddy did you know that the outdoor vitals website has a 20 degree sleeping bag on sale for under $70. I
0: did, Carl. I did. Did you? Okay. You're on top of things. It's my trivia this time. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out midwayusa.com. I'm right. I'm
2: buckled up. Here we go. Relating to the to the uh, I guess the Darwin Award theme, I access cleverhiker.com and cleverhiker's got a lot of really good resources. If you haven't is this it. A,
1: like a spinoff is it like a spinoff of section hiker? It might Clever be, but hiker? it's
2: definitely their own two people and right. I've actually bookmarked one of their pages because they actually outlined a really cool Colorado trip that I'm really excited huh. to do at some point. but um but they've actually grown they have a lot of just kind of gear review resources and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it's kind of their, their own version of that for sure. but they have a page that hmm. has uh, twelve common mistakes that beginners make. And so some of them are pretty mm. specific, and I don't know that, like, you would get them. So if out of the 12, if you can get four of them, then I think that's a success, okay? Cool. Four.
1: So, so four things that four beginner
2: hikers. Common mistakes, yeah. And I'll give you a couple okay. grace answers if you're, you know, a couple wrong ones I'll let you, I'll let you slide by with. Okay? Okay.
1: Uh, there's, God, there's so many things. I mean, I think I can think of four things that rookies f- forget to do. Is this Is forget to do or bring or this just could c- be anything, right?
2: common mistakes. And yeah. I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you one of them is not bringing blue jeans, just so you know.
1: Well, I mean, I, I mean, I could, I feel like one of them is just like not bringing like forgetting gear, something? like forgetting gear, right? Okay. So I would say forgetting gear. Okay. I, I would say, is that? Is that on the list? No.
2: (laughs) It's a good answer, though. (laughs) I I like your answer, so I'm going to give it to you because I'll I'll relate it to one that's like sort of similar. How is that not on the list? I don't know. This is, again, according to them, so this is subjective.
1: I'm now questioning the validity of this website, as you did with (laughs) Section Iger. That's really, like, number one. (laughs) I
2: think that's fair, and I think you could... I'm just kind of giving you your own medicine at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love that you mock me. You mock me and then you do what I do. I love it.
2: Right, right. Uh, okay. sure that, that's how you roll. This is, They actually are a legit good resource, but they I think that that was a really good answer, and it's not on the list. They oh, did have funny. bringing untested
1: gear. Untested gear? Okay. Yeah, like
2: they don't. maybe you don't know how to use a stove, or maybe this doesn't even work, with it's an old stove, like that kind of thing.
1: Okay. So so, so um, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll get I'll kind of relate it to that one okay alright what else you got
1: okay I would say uh, not bringing okay well okay I'll go with this one packing too much weight okay has to be, it's gotta be on there
2: um, yeah they didn't phrase it that way they, they use words I wouldn't use but yeah packing too much so you got one Uh.
1: let's see I would say uh, I don't know This. I don't. I have a feeling this isn't on there but I feel like it should be on there not okay i'm gonna say like not bringing the appropriate clothing for the for the weather you're too cold because you. that's
2: kind of similar to your first one right no because
1: what if i brought everything but it's just like not the right gear like i i I remember bringing like a okay you know too too junky of a sleeping bag and we were like in a, a cold area or whatever it was right
2: yeah i will i will relate this one to they said skimping on planning okay and I think they're more referring to like not getting the you know proper maps and permits and, but they now they mentioned conditions like kind of local conditions which could be weather so okay trail closures fire bans all that stuff so skimping on planning I'll give you that one okay okay okay
1: get yeah, one more this is for a new backpacker <laughs> would you like me to repeat the am, it just helps me think it time? helps me think um <laughs> I would say maybe they didn't bring a good water treatment system wait wait let me let me let me scratch that I'm sure that's one but. OK, I'm going to say uh, they don't know how to use a map or they didn't bring a map, something with a map or they didn't bring some navigational or they don't know how to use the okay. navigational system.
2: <laughs> do you want to re-say it? <laughs> <laughs> you say, like five
1: of the same way. OK, I, I would say that <laughs> okay. they don't know how to use navigational maps or, you know, compasses. They don't know. How, okay. They don't know how to use that stuff.
2: Dodging navigation skills is how they phrased it.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: All right, man. Okay. So you got four. All right. Sort of.
1: Okay. You ready? You ready for an easy but obvious one? Okay. Eating in your tent.
2: Okay. Is that all? That is? Yeah, Sort of. Sort of. Um, sort of. They the, theirs was that they that you cooked in your tent, and so they got oh, a picture what? of like a tent on fire.
1: Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Okay. I, people have
2: done that. People, that, that. Okay. That's yeah. I don't know if it's most a, a super common one, but. Um, Okay. I think enough people have probably done that one. A couple of, I don't know if they're super common, but just here, I'll give you the rest of the list. That you well, well, I got, I got one uh, more
1: that I think it might be on the top two. I got one okay. more. The, right. Because we've talked about this like a million times on the podcast, and it's pretty obvious for anybody who's knowledgeable. I think new okay. beginners have a tendency to leave a trace on the trail. <laughs> like they just, okay. Right? Because we're talking about leaving no trace, and I feel like they leave a trace. <laughs> What are you laughing for? Is that all Because
2: it, it says, it, it literally says leaving a trace, which makes me think you're on the website right now. No, I'm not on the website. Are you? No. Okay. Well, because it's phrased it the same exact way. So good job, man. Oh, did they really? Is that number one? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, the, I, I have a feeling that their order is not accurate. I think it's just 12 and That's a big order, one, though. But
1: that's a big one. That's a good one. Yeah.
2: That's a good one. You did miss one of the most obvious ones that I'll get to you momentarily. Or I'll save that one for the last. All right. So, soaking your sleeping bag was on there, like, not soaking aware Soaking your of, sleeping bag? Yeah,
1: this is a, oh, a question like, one. the condensation? Condensation right. or, or,
2: or not having, like... We've actually experienced this where, like, your sleeping bag's sort of exposed during a rainstorm mm-hmm. or, like, you don't have a rain... Like, a pack cover. It's not in a... right you know, a waterproof thing. Right. If you put your shelter in like a low lying area and then it like without proper drainage and then it rains, you're going to basically be in like a, they called it swamping your shelter. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to basically be in a puddle. Yeah. Um, when we mentioned earlier in the podcast, giving animals easy meals. So, you know, not hanging your food properly True. and certainly not above your tent. You were sort of leaning on this one, having a lax water plan. So not really knowing how to filter, having
1: a, a filtration system that works. Oh, I just thought of one that I should have mentioned, but that yeah, go What's ahead. What's that? Well, I, I I thought of something like not just not knowing your speed, like thinking you can go x amount of miles when you really don't.
2: Oh, not you yeah. Know what I mean, like like that would probably go with the skimping on planning. Yeah. It, you know what? I I didn't see this. I I didn't I didn't have this list memorized, obviously. But this you mentioned the not bringing the proper clothing. And that would actually go if they had ignoring the weather on here. So you're were you were pretty darn accurate oh, yeah. on that one.
1: Yeah, weather's huge. Yeah, weather's huge.
2: Last one that you didn't get. Okay. It's not backpacking.
1: Oh, blisters. There's blisters on the line. Blisters, yeah. I feel like that's automatic. Filetting your feet is how they <laughs> said it. your <so. laughs> Maybe I just didn't get to that <laughs> one. I'll get to that one. I mean, I got to that at the end of every episode. So that's, you know. Maybe you should start calling it it's not backpacking unless you filet your feet. <laughs> 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 oh, that's true. Right. That's true. Okay, I like this. So, so
2: there you go. There you have it. You 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 challenged the website, but then you you were successful. So mm.
1: there you mm. go. That's true. Good job. I'm good I'm job. Proud of you. That's that's a that's a those are yeah. you know
2: how to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Uh, that's why I love you. That's why I love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was good, guys. Thanks again for um, joining us today on the B- on the B and B and uh keep sending us uh, I believe we're going to be announcing Carl is that right next uh podcast we'll be announcing the winner of the MP3 Yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah, so That's right. Not this MP3, next MP3 we'll be announcing out of the hat who has won the co-hosting position. Give us a five-star rating if you can on Apple iTunes and Google Play. We appreciate all the support and remember guys, it's not backpacking, unless there's a few big blisters along the way. Peace out.
3: I want to fly around the world.
1: Yeah, I got a Darwin Award that uh, Mr. Carell Mendroli. Uh, should win. There was a story that we talked about uh, where Mr. Mandroli sauntered and moseyed down to the river bed bank in the Yosemite Valley and slippity doodad and fell into the river, nearly killing himself. And luckily, he had a good group of people to help him get out of there. But uh, Darwin, Darwin Carell, Darwin. Let's just be a little bit more careful next time, okay? Let's not be cocky Carl, let's be humble pie.